Hello and welcome to StarkCast. I'm Joe Stark, and tonight I am talking with fellow podcaster Dana Mahaney. What's up, dude? Not much. Chilling in the mountains. <laughs> yeah, so you're on vacation right now, huh? Yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm in a cabin in the middle of nowhere hiding from reality. <laughs> that sounds like an awesome vacation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, you're in Tennessee right now? Yeah, yeah. Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. That's awesome. That's the land awesome. of Dolly Parton's stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Her stuff. <laughs> uh, Dollywood and Opry's and hey, she's got a bunch of stuff up here. Oh, no shit. That's pretty cool. I've heard that she's a real stellar human being. Yeah, I have too. I guess I don't actually know, but I've heard good things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember her being like a big pop icon when I was a lot younger. I was born in 1980. And so, yeah. Like I, yeah. Oh, you were born in 80 also? Yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. What month's your birthday in? November. Oh, November. Dude, we're, we're almost exactly the same age as that. I'm October 15th. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm November 29th. So we got like a month and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Virtual high five. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Hooray for 37, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> And damn you, 38. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like shit really started going downhill for me at 35. Yeah, yeah somewhere around in there. Uh, you know, maybe uh, 32, 33. I think that's when <laughs> things started breaking and not working right on my body. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's too funny. Um, you did a stint in the military too, didn't you? Yeah, 10 years. 10 years damn dude yeah. <laughs> well number one thank you for your service that's that's hella cool man i mean if yeah. it weren't for people like you you know protecting the nation and whatnot you know i mean god knows what sort of state we'd be in um <laughs> you know well i don't know not not <laughs> i mean it seems like everybody's always mad at america for something but i mean is, yeah. is is that the way it just goes when you're like the superpower that you know people are gonna yeah yeah i, I mean <laughs> yeah it, it kind of is you know you're people love to hate on things you know just in general so if you're <laughs> on top you're gonna have haters <laughs> this makes me think of the excellent speech at the end of team america world police <laughs> yeah yeah i was trying to avoid sounding like team america world police there but... <laughs> america <laughs> fuck yeah <laughs> it's been way too long since i've seen that i got the dvd laying around here somewhere i haven't seen it in a long time either Oh man, there's some funny shit in that. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was still when Daddy was alive. Kim Jong Il instead of Un. Oh yeah, that's right. The I'm so yeah. Ronery song. That that was. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember the portrayal of Matt Damon in that? All inside oh. was Matt Damon. <laughs> <laughs> That was a that was a damn good movie. Oh god! And instead of the Screen Actors Guild, it was all the the Film Actors Guild. So it had their name and then Fag. Yeah. That's so that's so South Park, you know. Yeah, I love those guys. Oh, I know, man. What are they up to? Like season twenty now, or something like that? Something crazy, man. I'm many seasons behind at this point, but the last season I saw, I think, was 
13 or 14. I think that was a couple seasons ago. I might be totally off on that, but <laughs> yeah, I watched it religiously up through season seven, and then I yeah, fell I off and and just caught random episodes for a while, mm-hmm. and and then I watched a bunch of the season with PC Principal. I think that was a couple seasons ago. I haven't seen that one. Oh my god, yeah, those were pretty good, and that was like really making fun of like the the PC bro movement dude is kind of like the start of making fun of the social justice warriors and shit like that. Right. Yeah. Uh, I played stick, a, not stick a truth. The new one, the fractured butthole. I think he's one of the characters <laughs> in there. I'm pretty sure that has to be the, the microaggression guy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like all jacked and he's got sunglasses on and like blonde yeah. hair. <laughs> yeah. Have you played that game by any chance? Dude, okay. My newest gaming system is a PlayStation 2 first gen that I bought in 2001 with a check that showed up in the mail that I couldn't figure out why I got it. And so I bought a fucking, I bought Oakley's, I bought a nice leather jacket, I bought a PS2, and then like a month later, my my bill for tuition came in the mail, and I was like, that's what it was for. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, the last time I bought a gaming system was in 2001. That's the last time I was feeling that baller that I dropped that much money on a system. But like, I'd love to have one of the newer ones, but aren't they like 400 bucks or something like that for like a base model? No, the base models are like 250. Ah, okay. Then they have like the regular model, and then they have like the which the regular model is the same. It's just a bigger hard drive, generally speaking. And then they've got like the PlayStation Pro and the Xbox One X, which is the upgrade. <laughs> it's the, it, they're the five hundred dollar ones now. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, which system do you prefer between PlayStation and Xbox? I've always been an Xbox guy. Okay. Always will be. Um, I also don't really give a crap about arguing about which one's better or anything. I just kind of always dug xbox better it's where i got my start so i just stuck with it yeah yeah see i remember i bought i bought a ps1 back in probably like 97 i think and that was when i had like my first real job and i took one of my first paychecks and i bought a ps1 and it came with a sampler game back then where you could play like a sample of like crash bandicoot and a whole bunch of other games and because I remember I spent almost my whole paycheck just getting that PS1, so then I had to play that sampler thing for two weeks until I got my next paycheck. <laughs> I kind of miss those, man. There's a There used to be a magazine that would come out with like demo discs. There was a PC one and there was a Dreamcast one that I used to get back when I had my, my Dreamcast a million years ago. Oh, yeah. It yeah. was so awesome. I remember the PC one. Because every month, yeah, because yeah, it would be a magazine that would come sealed in a bag, like it was a porno or something like that. But yeah. it was because it had a, <laughs> it's because it had a demo game in it that that usually had a handful of games on it. Yeah, it usually had a bunch of real good stuff, and like sometimes it would just like randomly have full games and stuff on it. It was really cool. Yeah, because I think one of them had the full, like shareware version of like the original Quake. Yeah, yeah, stuff at Quake. Uh, I think Zork 2, the first time I ever played Zork 2, it was just like on there. It didn't even say it was on there. And I was like, what? Zork? And the whole, <laughs> you know, the old, old, super old school text based adventure game. 
Wow, I don't remember that one. I played a couple of different of the uh, text games, like shit. And this would have been, this would have been back in like the dial-up internet days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back yeah, because um, oh, there was one called Legend of the Red Dragon that I used to play all the time. Yeah, <laughs> those games were that fun. Yeah, they were. They were. Uh, I suck at spelling, which uh, doesn't help you play those games at all. <laughs> Yeah, those code-based games like that. Like, if you didn't type it in perfectly, it wasn't going to work. Yeah, it's like, I'm just trying to pick up the sword. Why can't I spell sword? <laughs> that that's, been... that's a terrible example, but, you know. <laughs> well, that would have been probably, like, QBasic programming or something like that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, if A equals sword, then... <laughs> you know? Yeah, oh, no, that's exactly what it was. Yeah, it was... I remember typing those or write, writing those little simple programs like that. Yeah, I did back in the AOL days a couple of times. Did did some stuff like that. So have you met anybody recently that gives you an email address that ends in at AOL.com? I, my job, I do internet and TV and stuff. I'm in the entertainment industry. <laughs> Oh, nice. <laughs> so, so every day I get like, you know, 10, 15 people's emails and most of them are elderly people. Uh-huh. And yeah, man, I get AOLs and Bell South and uh, Hotmails and <laughs> yeah. I was just so, going to say, occasionally you still see a Hotmail. <laughs> yeah. I've had a Yahoo mailbox for, oh, geez, going on like two decades. <laughs> Oh, yeah, me. Yeah. <laughs> I've been longer than that. I've had my same Yahoo email address since I, since the internet existed for me. <laughs> it's <laughs> nice. not my main one. It's not the main one I use anymore, but it's my secondary. It's where, uh, you know, if you go to a store and they want you to leave your email address, I give them that one so they can send me all their spam and I don't have to look at it. <laughs> <laughs> That's your burner account. <laughs> <laughs> it's It's got... 30 years worth of people sending spam to it. So Holy shit. So many emails from Nigerian princes. Oh, you have no clue. It's crazy. <laughs> so many unsolicited requests for dick enlargement pills. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's like, uh, on the real, if, if those work, somebody would have OD'd on them by now. If you go to my spam folder, it is just it is just nuts, though, man. It's just like <laughs> dick enlargement pills and do you want to watch granny porn and... <laughs> Okay, hey, this, while we're on that subject, while we're on that subject, what the fuck is going on with porn these days? Um, I'm not sure what you mean. It's so fucked up. Okay, <laughs> it's not see, just people see, fucking I, I anymore. I, I think I do kind of know where you're going here. But. <laughs> it's all so fucked up. It's all people fucking their stepmoms and stuff. Yeah, exactly <laughs> where I thought that had to be going. It's like, what is going on, Pornhub? Yeah, me and a buddy of mine had that conversation not too long ago. We're like, remember the good old days with realtors and teachers? <laughs> That's all like incest shit. <laughs> like, where did the casting couch go? It's like a step family. It's it's just Russian families fucking each other anymore. <laughs> it's like, hey, thanks a lot, Zuckerberg. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you've caused in the world, Zuckerberg. 
when nothing's taboo, people will find a way. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> I know my wife asked me why I was putting a sticker over the camera on my laptop. I was like, I don't want Russia watching me podcast. They can listen. <laughs> they don't get to see me in my little chair in the corner of my room. You gotta, you gotta sign up for Patreon to get the live feed. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh dude i was watching so so my wife was like oh have you watched the video for two white guys reacting to this is america and i was like no and so she sent me the link to it and i'm watching it and at the beginning of it they talk about how they have a patreon and i'm like people give these idiots money what Fuck is the Everybody world coming to? has a Patreon these days. I guess. Like. I guess. What one of my friends was over, uh one of my climbing friends was over and he was giving me a boatload of shit that I don't have a Patreon set up. And I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. I was like I was like, if Starcast were to like blow up and I were to have like thousands of downloads every every episode, then okay, yeah, I would consider something like that. But as it is, this is just kind of a, a, a like a niche leftover army show for the most part <laughs> you, right. you, you know like i think i get some other downloads but for the most part you know it's it's just kind of a a leftover army podcast that's like really not under the leftover army banner you know right. so yeah and so my for my listeners are like what the fuck's the leftover army it's like yeah just look it up <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, i've only ever done one patreon ever and it was PCL. So. Oh yeah, yeah. No, to- I to- I totally support that one. Yeah. <laughs> I get too much that's entertainment out of that show. Yeah. Like, that's totally worth five bucks a month to me. <laughs> so, dude, you do a couple podcasts yourself? I do. Yeah. Uh, the main one I do is Geek Mode with uh, Ryan Wheeler. That's our. Uh, you know, it's kind of leftover-ish we've been trying to just change things up and go to 30 minute episodes and you know what i mean try to kind of differentiate ourselves from everybody else a little bit been sure. working on that getting there and then uh i do another one called shoot the shit that you, if you ever get offended you should never listen to ever warning <laughs> <laughs> yeah i've listened to to quite a few episodes of geek mode i've I haven't gotten around to shoot the shit yet, but it's yeah, like I, I know so many people with podcasts <laughs> that it's like, oh, I wish I had time to listen to everybody's shows. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, my, my like subscriptions, it's so packed full and all of them, I'm like five, six, seven behind. I'm like, <laughs> God, I'm never going to catch up. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> hey, did you see that... Um, that uh, quiz that's been floating al- around online where it like it brings up two MCU movies and it's like, which I, one would you rather watch right now? I was literally doing that right before you called me. Oh, no <laughs> shit. Did you finish it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How did you feel like it stacked up for you? Uh, the top five were correct, but not in the correct order. And, uh, you know, I, I think it was, it was it did pretty well, really. Yeah, for me, I mean, I, really, especially like the top three are like so close together for me that 
and you know i can't even hardly differentiate them from each other so i think it did a great job yeah <laughs> see and, and i think i might have been taking the question too literally because it was which one would you rather watch right now and so oh, when i'm yeah. yeah and so when i'm looking at my top three ranking it is literally the last three movies that came out <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay, well, I just haven't seen these ones as much. I wonder if I should take this quiz again. <laughs> well, see, I had, a, I had a thing with that. There was a couple times where I was like, which one would I rather watch right now? Right now, I could watch The Incredible Hulk. Like, normally, I wouldn't. <laughs> but right now, I would prefer to watch The Incredible Hulk than Thor right this second. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that kind of probably skewed my... <laughs> my outcome a little bit <laughs> yeah when i'm looking at my bottom four i've got age of ultron iron man 3 thor dark world and incredible hulk and i'm like yeah like those are definitely all in the bottom for me yeah i, I would I, I would look at mine but uh if i do that then i promise i'm gonna screw something up so <laughs> I'm not yeah since you're podcasting on your phone <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's too funny dude <laughs> I've only seen Infinity War once so far, so that every time that came up in in the in the quiz, I was like, "Yeah, I want to watch that again." Yeah, I want to watch that again. But I I think I'd have to really sit and do some hard thinking to come up with a concrete list. But this one's probably pretty close. Yeah, yeah, I felt like it was. I mean, really, there was a couple that I would have changed, but it was pretty accurate. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, it actually, it had Spider-Man Homecoming as my number one, which, like I said, that's in my top five, but it is not my number one. <laughs> it's like five, I think, probably in my top five, but. Yeah, nice. It's kind of fun. I don't know if I've ever taken a quiz like that. The Like, I wonder what sort of algorithm that used to do that, or if it was more just kind of like a bracket like I, I, that's that's I'm interesting what I think. how it's programmed. Like yeah, that's what it seemed like to me. And I, I think it asked me a couple multiple times too. Like I was like, I'm pretty positive that I already had this choice. Like it was double checking the bracket. You know? Yeah, I thought I had a couple of those come up too. Where I was like, didn't I already choose this? Like how to fuck with it? Choose the opposite one. <laughs> yeah, I think I did a couple times. <laughs> Not even on purpose. And I was like, I think I chose opposite of that last time. <laughs> I mean, for the most part with the MCU movies, they're like, I like almost all of them so much that it, it is kind of hard to rank them for me. There's so many that are good. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, I kind of like got a, got like a top five and then a next five and then a next five, <laughs> you know, and like, <laughs> They're kind of muddled where they are in those fives. They change day to day. That's crazy that there's 19 movies on this list, though. Yeah. I mean, it's fucking nuts that they've put out 19 movies and they're all still doing so well, you know? And except for the Incredible Hulk movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I don't actually have anything against it, but I, I have a strong feeling it's the lowest on sales of all 19. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, there's parts of that movie that I really enjoy and other parts of that movie that I don't like. And like, there's been a lot of movies that I thought Edward Norton was brilliant in, but I really mm. didn't care for him in that movie. 
Man, it was one of those, it was like, it was fine. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. It was just, it was fine. If I never see it again, that's not going to hurt me. Yeah. Yeah. I've been going through and, and slowly buying all the MCU movies in digital. And it's like, that'll right. definitely be one of the last ones I get. And hopefully by the time <laughs> I get around to it, it's like three seventy nine or something like that. Yeah, my collection is almost complete. <laughs> oh, shit, I got to buy a whole. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, dude. It's like, well, I'm going to buy it because I'm a completist, but, oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> but then at the same time, you're like, yeah, but I do. I don't hate it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't. It was one of those movies where... I mean, back when, back when I used to like get home from from like training or something like that, and it'd be kind of late, and everyone else would be in bed, and I'd just have to sit and veg out in front of the TV for like an hour or so, you know, before my mind was calm enough to go to bed. Like if it, if that was on FX or something like that, I would watch it like ten out of ten times, you know. Mm-hmm. But but now that it's like I got so many of them just on my Voodoo account. It's like it's a different age, <laughs> you know. We're like living in a golden time right now for for entertainment. Like literally, at the tips of your fingers. Yeah, and uh, it's about to get even worse. We got Deadpool and Solo coming out in like the next what ten days. <laughs> I know, man. This spring has been stacked with good movies. Yeah. Infinity War just came out, and then there's two more huge ones about to come out. Oh, I can't wait to go see Deadpool too. Oh, me neither, man. That's uh, that's been one of my most anticipated movies of the year. Yeah, and like reactions from from friends, you know, over in Europe and stuff. Like it sounds good. <laughs> like yeah. I, I've yet to have any of my friends from over across the pond be like, "Eh, I'd pass on this." You know, so far every every review or you know Facebook post that I've seen about it has all been overwhelmingly positive. So I'm so stoked. I wasn't expecting it, man. It's a sequel. And the first one was so good, and especially in a comedy category. Comedy sequels never straight gold twice. No. Almost never. <laughs> like, there's sequels that are good, but the original's always better. Oh, without a doubt. Like, Ghostbusters is a perfect example of that. The second one's all right. I love the second one. But the first <laughs> one's one of my favorite movies ever made. It's Vigo, the Scourge of Carpathia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. You know, when I was a kid, like, that painting thing scared the shit out of me. It's still kind of creepy, man. <laughs> totally right i'm pretty sure there's places online like a wall size one yeah oh yeah yeah. i was just gonna say i'm pretty sure there's places online where you can get like full-size posters of it i've i've had them in my shopping cart on amazon a couple of different times and i'm like god i want it but <laughs> but then i'll look at the, it and i'll be freaked out <laughs> and then i'll think about that dancing fucking statue of liberty yeah yeah i'm gonna go there yeah there's that <laughs> But but you know what it's really got? A lot more going for it than the remake. <laughs> Dude, I still haven't seen the remake. I'm just not motivated oh, to oh, at all. Oh, please, never do, ever. <laughs> never, ever, ever, ever do. So that's it even, in an even weirder place, man. Like Ghostbusters just as like a franchise is one of my, the real Ghostbusters, the cartoon, the figures, I fucking love the Ghostbusters. They're like one of my biggest loves in childhood and life, you know? Oh, yeah. 
and I, I watched it just completely like I'm going to remove myself. I know it's a new thing. It's not part three. You know what I mean? It's, it's its own damn thing. And I watched it with that expectation. And I was like, wasn't the worst movie I've ever seen. There's, there's terrible, there's terrible everything, but it wasn't the worst movie I've ever seen. But why the fuck did they remake Ghostbusters? Just leave it the fuck alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, that was one of my favorite movies when I was a kid. Oh yeah, me too. I had this recurring dream when I was a kid that I was a Ghostbuster and it was like my favorite part of childhood that I even recall. Like, when I would have dream that I was a Ghostbuster, it was, it was sweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember uh, one of my best friends when I was a kid had like a really cool proton pack. And the house that was next door to them was just a, a vacant, rundown house. Like to a little kid's eyes, it, it, that was a haunted house, you know, and it was oh, yeah. right next door. And the, it had a walkout basement. And the door for it was never locked. And so, like, when we'd get really brave, we'd go over and open the door and just let it creak open, and then we'd look in there and then just run away. Well, mm. with the Proton Pack, <laughs> we were brave enough that we actually went inside and looked around because we had this toy Proton Pack. <laughs> Where did you get your courage from? <laughs> <laughs> and you know, while it's happening, it's like, you know, if there is a ghost, this thing's just fucking Fisher-Price. <laughs> like, we're fucked. <laughs> yeah, well... You survived. That's the important part. Yeah. <laughs> you weren't demonically possessed or slimed or anything. So. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, possession? Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> I don't think so. Slime definitely didn't get slimed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are you into, like, ghost stories and stuff like that? Oh, yeah, totally. I'm huge into. Uh, I guess my legitimately probably my biggest nerd thing is horror movies. And that has come from, uh, you know, ghost, paranormal, haunting type stuff. You know, I'm, I'm into all that kind of stuff. Not like the crazy way, just in the super interested in it way. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your take on shows like Ghost Hunters and shit like that? Uh, man... When those first started, I was kind of into them. You know, like when that first got popular, Ghost Hunters, I think, was like pretty much the real first one before, you know, Ghost Adventures and a billion spinoffs of everything happened. Yeah. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really cool, but it was just the same shit over and over and over and them not actually ever finding anything. <laughs> you know, so it, it, I, I stuck with it for a good couple of years. I watched the hell out of them and then I was just wore out on it i guess yeah i mean how many shitty evp recordings have we been subjected yeah. subjected and to then, really I, I, ghost hunters have been to uh dragon con the convention in atlanta that i go to every year and i've seen a couple real good panels with them like they've said some really awesome stuff that kind of rejuvenated my interest in it a couple times but then they quit making shows and we got ghost adventures and old dude taking his shirt off to beat up ghost and they're <laughs> they're, they're EVPs that are just a thing going oh my god dude, he said he just sacrificed a baby to Satan and he's gonna kill us all <laughs> no man no I said 
that, that was that was all it said. <laughs> that was like the people oh. saying that if you played like Alice Cooper records backwards, there was hidden messages. It's like, dude, I had Welcome to My Nightmare on vinyl. I played that backwards a fuckload of times. I never heard anything. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> dude, the uh, the amount of backwards played Led Zeppelin albums that my dad owned would surprise you. <laughs> <laughs> you were searching for hidden messages. <laughs> oh, God. No, when I was... I, actually, I went to a Christian middle school, and they had a book in the library that was like, you know, uh, rock music is the devil. And like it actually had a list of all of the records that, if played backwards, told you to worship Satan. And my dad just happened to own most of them. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I would like reference the book and then get out his record collections and find them all. There was a couple that I was like, I can kind of hear some, but most of them were, you know, just bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And. I think there's, man, it, I mean, I was really, I was in middle school, you know. I think there was an Aussie album and like uh, like a song. It was just like a, a, a piece on a Led Zeppelin album where it's like, oh, wait, that does say something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was some stuff on that, that Alice Cooper one that was pretty creepy. There's a song on there called Steven, which I, if you've ever heard it before, it is really fucking disturbing. And I mean, it's disturbing enough listening to it just in in normal. But when you play it backwards, it gets even fucking weirder. And that was the closest one where, you know, I, I don't remember definitively hearing anything, but it, it did sound really weird. And it was a creepy song to begin with. So it just added to it. Yeah. I, uh, I met Alice Cooper at Dragon Con one year a few years ago. Oh, no shit. Yeah, I I still, I guess it was because of uh, The Dark Prince. What the hell is the name of that movie that he's in? John Carpenter. Oh, wow. I don't know. That doesn't ring a bell. He plays the, he plays like this homeless demon possessed dude. I guess that they, they're like, okay, that's nerdy enough for you to go to a geek convention. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really not too sure why the hell he was there. <laughs> But it's well, else it's, it's, you know, hey, it's fucking Alice Cooper. His thing is theatrics, yeah, right. so why not? Yeah, it's like one of those things. Like you, you actually like go to a panel with him and stuff, and you're like, "Oh man, you're just a goofy old dude. Like you, you're just being goofy and getting around. Like you did not make a backward satanic message on a record." <laughs> <laughs> I think of Wayne's World whenever I think of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, that wasn't exactly how he was, but he was he was more like that than a dude that's talking about killing somebody for Satan backwards on a record. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have you ever read the book Good Omens? No, I don't think so. No, oh, that's a it's um Terry Pratchett, I think, and. Mm-hmm. Oh, two people wrote it. I'd have to look it up. I'm a, I'm terrible at coming up with facts on the spot like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but Good Omens, it is a, like a satirical uh, British humor, really goddamn funny. But it's about these two babies. The, the Antichrist gets switched at birth, and there's like the, the representative from heaven and the representative from hell that are stuck on earth. They've kind of known each other for so long, and they kind of decided that they really like 
Earth and they don't want Armageddon to come. And so they're doing everything they can and they're kind of working together to stop, stop Armageddon from coming. Isn't and, there supposed to be a show coming out? Yeah. On that? Yeah. I'm pretty yeah, sure yeah, that, okay. that they talked about it on PCL and, and I think it might yeah, be Dan West okay. was on that episode and he was talking about it. Yeah. That's where my memory is coming from. I'm like, I know what you're talking about. And yeah. That, that's <laughs> it. Yeah. But but in that book, the uh, the the representative from hell, God, what is his name? Crawley. He's like embarrassed by Satanists. Yeah. <laughs> Just the way they go about it embarrasses him. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> um, but yeah, kind of jumping back to ghosts, man. I um, I was fascinated by ghost stories when I was a kid. And there was always this story about this house that was it was on the, the gravel road going out to my mom and dad's cabin. And my mom was telling me that when she was in high school, her friend lived in that her friend's family lived in that house. And before they moved in, it was an old lady that had lived there for years and she had died in the house. And then when mom's friend's family moved in, one of the brothers was like moving boxes into the room that the old lady had died in. And it was a second floor room and there was only one door going in and out of it. And he's, he's stacking boxes against the far wall. And on one of his last trips up, the door was shut and it took him and like his dad and a couple brothers to force the door open. And all the boxes that he had put in the room were stacked against the door with the door closed. Oh, wow. Yeah. And like, that's fucking that's some, creepy, uh, right? That's some good stuff right there. Yeah. <laughs> and like, there was a bunch of other stories like, like, They'd hear footsteps going around upstairs when no one was up there. They'd find food missing out of the pantry and it'd just be in weird places around the house. And then I heard when they moved out, the next people that moved in were remodeling the house and they were going and taking before pictures so that they, they could take after pictures when they were done with the remodel. And the camera wouldn't take pictures in that one room. They'd go out in the hallway and it would take pictures. They'd go in the room and it wouldn't work. Wow, that's yeah. pretty neat. <laughs> yeah. I know, right? Like that that house always fascinated me. And it's a fucking creepy house, dude. It's like tall, skinny, way creepy looking. And then they did a shit ton of remodeling on it, and then they said that there was nothing weird that ever happened in the house again after they remodeled the whole thing. Oh wow. wow. Yeah. So I wonder if there was like that Beetlejuice moments for the ghosts where they like come back in and their house is all fucked up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I guess that's kind of where my I'll try to quickly sum this up as best as possible without it sounding ridiculous. <laughs> so <laughs> don't my, worry about that, dude. Start cast. <laughs> my my parents are my parents are kind of like old hippies, I guess you could say. My dad's a musician, and my mom is just like an old hippie. So growing up, we moved like pretty much every year of my life, and, and my parents would purposely because it's a thing you can actually do, apparently like find houses that were supposedly haunted that people didn't want to live in. So they would get cheaper rent because nobody wanted to live there. Cause the house was haunted. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So like growing up, I had some weird fucking shit happen. Like I got hours and hours and hours, way too many stories about weird shit that happened when I was a little kid. Oh, I want to hear them. <laughs> that's, that's really, that's, that's what got me interested in that whole Kind of thing, I guess. All right. What's some of the creepy shit that happened? Oh, man. All right. So let me 
so th- this is this gets difficult when you start talking about this, especially like on a podcast. If I just started talking about it, you just sound like a nut job. Oh so, no, no! I, I swear you are not going to sound like a nut. <laughs> well, well, so this this is my stance on the whole situation, right? I am a complete skeptic who really, really wants to believe. <laughs> That's where I am. Like. Shit happened. I have a thousand ways I can explain it, or I can tell it in an interesting way, and I'm going to tell it in an interesting way. <laughs> now that's kind of where I'm, where I fall in that spectrum too. Is that I am very skeptical about lots of things, but I really want that shit to be real. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, when I was when I was uh, high school age, like me and my friend, oh, dude. Yeah, we there's this place called Ghost Road we went to. There's some stories about that shit too, but <laughs> like. That was our thing, man. Like we would purposely go find haunted houses and, you know, try to find spooky shit. And there were several times that, you know, weird little shit happened. But we spent our entire high school, high school years, like seeking it out, trying to find things like that. So a uh, creepy story. Uh, I, I think my favorite story, which I was actually, I was like a baby, so I don't actually remember it. It's just a story that's been told to me. Um, so we lived in this old farmhouse out in the middle of nowhere that was supposedly haunted, but like I think five or six people had died there. Most of them murdered. Whoa. Yeah. So that was uh, one of their first, it was this big, nice, it was like Amityville. Like it was straight up, like no shit. It was like this huge, nice house that there's no way my family could have ever afforded, but they only managed to live there because so many people had been murdered there or died. (laughs) (laughs) That's so fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, as it goes, so there the main hauntings was, I guess, right before my parents lived there, there were just like a bunch of crackheads that lived there. And the guy had beat his wife to death in the front yard, like beat her to death and then went in the house and shot himself. Whoa. And then like right after that, his son came over and like found his dad dead and then beat his wife to death, too. Like, Holy it shit. Was, it, yeah, it was like this crazy story. So that was half. And then the other half was uh, previous to them renting out the house. The guy who actually had owned the house was a was an elderly blind man. And he had cords rigged up around the house where he would hold the cord. You know what I mean? Just to just to help him out a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. he'd hold the cord and walk through the house to help him get places and stuff because he was elderly. And uh, so the story I was always told, which he was the biggest haunting was him. Uh, they came over one day, his family came over one day and found him dead. He had gotten out of his bed and there was a chimney in the bedroom. And what it had appeared to have happened was that he got out of bed, you know, and went to grab for the cord and he maybe missed it and fell forward and busted his head open on the chimney and died that way. And as the story went, uh, because he was blind and elderly dying in that way, he didn't realize that he was dead. He just kind of died and got back up and kept doing what he always did. So even before those people were murdered there, 
they would complain about it. They, the, the people that ended up murdering people were complaining about the haunting beforehand. The doors would open and close. He smoked a pipe. You could, you could smell the pipe smoke in the living room at like the exact right times of day that he would smoke the pipe every day and stuff. And the house had even been remodeled. And there was formerly a door between like the kitchen and the living room that wasn't there anymore. But you could hear it open and close several times throughout the day. Wow. So I guess, yeah, yeah, it was, it's a really good damn ghost story. You know what I mean? And oh, I got like those, goosebumps like three times that you were telling that. I'm so <laughs> creeped out. <laughs> it's like one of those good residual ones, too. You know what I mean? Where it was just like his, his energy just continued to do what he did while he was alive. Like he wasn't fucking with people or doing anything. He was just continuing his life after death, doing what he always did. Wow. So, uh, and then there's also like, you know, more level of evil ghost hauntings after the people killed people there and stuff. And, uh, so I guess I was, I was a little kid, like I said, and according to my mom, I'd gotten really scared a couple times and doors that no longer existed slammed and stuff. And so this was, this is like how my mom was back in the day. So she said she went to the living room one day and she was like, Hey, Mr. Whatever his name was. She actually knew his name, you know, Mr. Whatever your name is ghost. Uh, like we're just trying to live here. We're not those assholes that were just here, like doing drugs and killing each other and stuff. We're just a family and we're just chilling in your house. Just you're, you're dead. Leave us alone. (laughs) (laughs) And, Mom said that nothing ever happened again after that. After she had that conversation with him, there was never another incident in the house while we lived there. Whoa. And so being told things like that as a child, because, I mean, they told me about that when I was in elementary school, you know, so that always, I've always been super interested in ghosts and the paranormal and stuff. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I, I heard that, that story that I related to you. I had heard that from a young age, too. Oh wow, man! I I remember when when I was college age, I was hanging out in Iowa City, and I was talking with somebody, and and I'm a little I was pretty fucked up, so I'm a little hazy, <laughs> like on the exact details of the story. But it was one of the best ones I've ever heard, where this dude said that, and it's of course one of those stories, you know, where it's like, oh, I knew I know a guy who told me this story, and so. You know, like this didn't happen to me or anything, but it's just too good not to share. But he said that this dude was like pledging for a fraternity that I think was somewhere in Pennsylvania. And as part of it, he just had to go and spend a night in this one house that was said to be haunted. And so like one of the dudes like took him out to this place and they had to like part of the story was they had to go through like some weird town or like little like trailer park community that was like out in the middle of the woods. And it was like mostly like albinos and shit. And so they were talking about how like, you know, kind of weird that was. And then they like kind of go out to this house in the middle of nowhere. And like the dude just kind of drops him off. He's like, that's it. You know, I, I will pick you up in the morning. And then that dude split. And then this dude like had a, it was like this big creepy house. And like he went in, through this garden gate and as soon as like he passed through the like garden gate like he like felt this real cold chill that he walked through and then the dude opened the door to like go into the house 
and he saw what looked like an old lady, but with like really, really, really big eyes. And then he blacked out and just woke up in a jail cell the next morning in the local town. And like the dude from the college was there waiting to pick him up. It's like, what? (laughs) Like, what the fuck? Like that, that story has stuck with me since like 2001. Yeah. I, I don't know. It has some fucking creepy elements to that story, but it's also really quite unbelievable. Yeah. But like yeah, I said, I want it to be true. <laughs> yeah, that's why I am. Like I've had some, I've had some things happen to me, and to tell them they sound like outrageous fiction. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. it's just impossible to tell them exactly how they happened because, like, I've never seen anything with my own two eyes. Everything that's ever happened, I've never had a visual anything. It's always sounds and things happening, uh, minor things that can be easily explained. But when they all add up, it's just like, it'd just be astronomical that it's just a coincidence that all these things could come together to make an impossible sound just to spook you out. (laughs) (laughs) See, and I've never like, you know, empirically experienced anything like that and and so like that just leads to me being more skeptical but but uh, like i'm skeptical i'm not i'm not like a disbeliever you know yeah that's where i am too like if if a buddy comes over and tells me a ghost story uh, i'm gonna immediately be like well this is probably what really happened but at the same time i'm like god i hope that's true Yeah. And then at the same time, like almost being more freaked out to, oh, fuck, what if it is true? Yeah, man, I'm in a fucking cabin in a mountain. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're in, in the middle Evil of Dead nowhere. territory right now. Yeah, we, we should change the subject at some point. <laughs> the <laughs> Just if you find a book in the basement that looks like it's bound in human flesh and inked in human blood, don't read it, okay? <laughs> if there's I a real to real. Uh, of the of of the old professor that's translating the book, don't play it. <laughs> Did you ever get into any of those movies, Evil Dead or Army of oh, Darkness? Oh, God, yes, man. Those are uh, those are definitely up there on my favorite things of all time, just generally. Yeah. See, and I I saw Army of Darkness before anything, and like I was I, I was watching that on VHS tape, like fucking okay. in the nineties, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I had Army of Darkness. I think my grandfather got it for me for Christmas or something, you know, when I was probably in middle school. And it wasn't for years until I even found out that Evil Dead existed. <laughs> yeah, same here. And then once I found out Evil Dead existed, I think I, uh, yeah, no, I saw Evil Dead 1 first and I was like, what the fuck is this? This is <laughs> Army of Darkness? <laughs> I know that first one's rough. It's one of my it's one of my favorite films of all time on just so many levels. It really is. <laughs> I mean the the fact that it was just a college film project and it was made in what seventy mid seventies whatever, and we're still talking about it right now. And we're not the only point. ones. There's thousands of other people right this second, guaranteed, talking about Evil Dead. <laughs> and it was just a college fucking film project that fucking, you know what I mean? A bunch of friends made and it was that damn good. 
Yeah. <laughs> I know. It is pretty wild. Yeah. Uh, dude, that's my, that's my basis for anything horror, and nothing lives up to it. But what I love so much about that movie, it's like, it starts off shit's going crazy. And from the second shit goes crazy, shit just goes crazier and crazier <laughs> and crazier. And then you're like, there can't be any more blood and gore. Oh, fuck you. Yeah, there is. Here's 10 times more. <laughs> now she's getting raped by a tree. What? <laughs> oh, I know. That was so fucked up. <laughs> that's that's uh, that's what killed me on the remake of Evil Dead. Was I was like, that's like all you had to do is just it builds constantly and there's never a break. And that's where the tension and that's where the, I don't even say the horror, just the, the tension and the, the ambiance that the movie gives you, which it's very strong on is caused by, by him choosing to make the film that way. And then the remake comes out, which I don't a hundred percent hate, but it's like shit starts getting crazy. And then just like nothing happens for 10 minutes. And it's like, I thought this was an Evil Dead remake. Can, can we do something here? <laughs> yeah, I never saw the remake. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, was it PG-13? Or did they actually go R on it? I think it was PG-13. Hmm. And that's where that comes from, whereas the, the real one, you know, keeps getting more gruesome and more gruesome. Yeah. Like, it would... The, the remake kind of builds up to the gruesomeness and is like, oh, we're PG-13. We're just going to stand around and talk for five minutes and unbuild that suspense <laughs> and then build it up again and then be like, oh, no, 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 down the back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's too bad. I mean, have, have there been many remakes that are good? I'm, I'm trying to think of some. I mean, there's got to be some that were pretty good. But I, I remember I watched that remake of Clash of the Titans, and like I grew up watching that original one. Okay. And uh, yeah, I, I watched the the remake once, and I was like, "Nope, not for me." Dude, I know I've seen a couple, but right now my brain is like going through shit, and it's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's like I'm only thinking of shitty ones right now. Like, but there's Point Break, Red Dawn. <laughs> oh yeah, and like. I was a little bit excited about I watched a featurette on the stunt work that was done in the the Point Break remake, but I never actually watched the movie. But dude, that that original one with Patrick Swayze and Keanu Reeves, like I watched the shit out of that when I was little. Like I've seen that movie probably two dozen times. But it's like why, with with the remake, why did why didn't they just call it something different? I, I don't get that it. That happens a lot, man. That's the way that was my biggest feeling with Ghostbusters. I was like, just fucking call it Ghostbusters semicolon. This is the reason it's in another dimension. You know, another, <laughs> another universe. This is the reason that it's not the Ghostbusters. Yeah. That would have been the way to go there. I don't know. They really should have, they should have called it damn ghost hunters or something and just it been like the ghostbusters i don't know (laughs) (laughs) so uh i know one of the things that's kind of new in your life is um you got a new little baby right yeah yeah 
I sure uh, do. You met him? Yeah, I sure did. A little cutie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, how is that having a, a baby at a, co- at a comic convention? Dude, uh, she's like the best little baby ever. I was a little bit worried about it, but she loved it as much, if not more than I did. Aww. Like she was either sound asleep or had the biggest smile on her face, <laughs> looking at everything, just soaking it in. It was there. She didn't complain. She didn't cry. She was either loving it or asleep. And that, those were the only two things. <laughs> and then was that your, your wife that was with you then? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I wasn't sure if you two were married or not. I didn't want to make assumptions. but no it was so cool to meet all of you there and man c2e2 was a real blast oh yeah dude that was that was no kidding that was one of the best weekends i've ever had it was it was amazing (laughs) did you hear the story about me running into the monk no yeah there was a monk that apparently every year there's monks that are there like you know like handing out books and stuff Okay. And they're, they're, the real deal. Yeah, and so they're they're probably used to people just kind of totally ignoring them. But like, I was really really excited to get a copy of the Bhagavad Gita, <laughs> and so I just like <laughs> latched onto the dude. I'm like, yes, I really want this copy that is both in English and Sanskrit. This is really excellent. Oh, awesome. <laughs> the guy was just like, like he was almost like, really. <laughs> I had a I had an experience like that one time, also at a, at, at Dragon Con, where the dude was a I don't he was a monk or whatever, but he was like a white dude. But apparently he had lived in I don't know wherever the hell he was from. I don't remember at this point. But he was like this white really monks are chill, less believable. Yeah, they are. <laughs> he was like this really chill kind of surfer dude guy, and we were just like chilling and bullshitting for a long time before he even brought it up and then you know he was like yeah i'm selling these books and i was like fuck i'm like 16 and completely broke but i desperately want them (laughs) does it teach me how to be cool like you (laughs) (laughs) Uh, dude occasionally i listen to a podcast called um was it ripley's believe it or not like one minute episodes and so they just condense down these interesting facts into a one minute episode. Hmm. And so I'll let it build up until there's like 30 unlistened ones. And then I'll just listen to it and I'll just listen to 30 minutes of podcasts. And I just absorb all this really pointless, weird information. I'm going there tomorrow, actually, to a Ripley's museum. Oh, really? Dude, that yeah. would be really interesting to see some of the shit they get. The The podcast is really interesting. In every episode, it, it references a YouTube you know, like, oh, do you like this? We'll check out our YouTube channel. It's like, fuck, I never have time to watch videos. Yeah, that messes me up sometimes on on listening to podcasts is that I have several uh, YouTube YouTubers, I guess, that I also watch. But they're like, it's just a fucking podcast. They have like still pictures that go by and they don't ever even show them. <laughs> but, <laughs> but they're all, they're all, uh, uh, scary stories, kind of. Oh, that's cool. YouTube stuff. Yeah this this Ripley's Believe It or Not episode that I listened to it was talking about monks and like the different like powers like attributed 
to him and they were talking about these Shaolin monks that can do these different things where they can focus in a way to where they can like extraordinarily raise their body temperature. They can mm-hmm. like make parts of their body like impenetrable. And they gave an example of this one guy that could like focus to the point where he could make his skin hard to where someone would like press a, a running power drill against his temple and it would not drill into his head. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. I haven't listened to that podcast, but I've read I've read about that. Probably yeah. in a reference. Yeah. Dude, that, that shit's fascinating to me. It's like, how, how does somebody do that? And I know I saw something a long time ago where it had Shaolin monks. Or maybe they weren't Shaolin. They, they might have been in Nepal, so that probably definitely wouldn't have been Shaolin. But um, they had these monks that, like, part of their training was they had to go into, like, a walk-in freezer. And they had to sit down... And they had to take their robe off, and each one of them had a coffee can in front of them that was full of water. And they had to soak their robe in the coffee can full of water and then pull it out and put the robe back on. And then meditate and like concentrate on raising their body heat to the point where they couldn't leave the freezer until the robe was dry. Whoa. I know. It was really fascinating. Yeah, I I don't don't remember that one in particular, but I have read a lot about... uh, there's like one monk in particular that was big on the, the body temperatures and the hardening of the skin and stuff. I think I, I think I saw a documentary that had him in it that actually had some video of him raising his body temperature and stuff. That's really, really weird. Like that is like yeah, some exactly. serious like mind over matter stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, oh the okay, so the whole point of this episode is they're talking about these different monks that are, uh, they're using human skulls as like a, like a chalice. And so, do you know how like in in Tibet they have sky funerals? Do you know what that is? Not offhand. Okay, so rather than burying a body, what they do is they score the body with like a knife, and then they lay it out on a platform, and they let like birds of carrion and stuff like that like basically pick the body apart. And then once it's down to just bones, they take like hammers or something like that and smash the bones to dust. And then that goes to the ways of the wind. And then that's like more or less a Tibetan sky funeral. And so what they would, one of the things that the monks would do is that they would collect the skull and they would carve it out. And then they would like drink wine and ceremonial stuff out of it, you know, because they believed that, the skull was the seed of all the knowledge and everything in the body. And so in a way of doing that, you know, you're, you know, taking in ancestors, you know, like mental prowess or something like that. I can't remember the way exactly the podcast described it, but then it went in to talk about all the different fascinating things that these monks can do. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Would you drink wine out of a, a fucking skull? <laughs> Man, there's not much I wouldn't do. Twenty dollars is twenty dollars. <laughs> yeah, dude. I I don't know. I don't like if someone handed me like a, a fucking dremeled off skull cap. Like, hey, there's some craft beer in here. There's some strawberry in here. Here you go. I'd be like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> no, see, if somebody handed me like a skull and was like, you know, this is like a potion, fucking like this is a skull of my enemy, I would think twice and then be like, eh, fuck it, it might work. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Ah, that's funny. <laughs> I'm too much of a germaphobe, too. Be like, I don't know. Is that sanitary? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't worry about that kind of stuff anymore, I guess. I don't know. Dude, like, I, there, if it's interesting, I'm going to at least give it a try. <laughs> I was never a germaphobe until I had a kid. When um when we had our firstborn, um, he had to go in the NICU for the first two days. The the well, basically, we were just in the hospital for two days, and that whole time we were there, he was in the NICU just so he could be monitored as a, as a precaution. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, like side story: the day that we were uh, discharged from the hospital, the doctor was like assuring us that there's nothing to worry about with with taking him home right now. They're like, yeah, he he didn't need to be in here at all, so you guys don't need to worry about anything. It's like, okay, so you just put him in the NICU as a precaution because that's hospital policy. At the end of the stay, we were told that he really didn't need to be there at all, but we still had to pay the extra $5,000 that the NICU required. It's like, that's fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking shit system. But... <laughs> But anyway, since going in and out, every time you're in and out of the NICU, you got to foam in, foam out. You know, you use that uh, foaming hand sanitizer on the wall. Mm-hmm. And I swear to God, after that two days, I w- and then coming home and, you know, having to get bottles ready and, and putting them through the steaming sanitizer thing and and changing diapers constantly and shit, like... I turned into a germaphobe, like washing my hands like like an OCD person, like a million times a day. It was the first time in my life I ever had dry skin on my hands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think the the military kind of made me a not capable of being a germaphobe. Like after you've burnt some shit and spent time in porta potties that humans shouldn't be within a hundred feet of <laughs> enough times and it didn't kill you. And it's just like, eh, I'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> like I've, I've, man, uh, I lived in Korea for a little while in Korea. A lot of the places they, I mean, it's a totally modern place, but just because of it being so old and everything, there's, there's areas where they kind of have above ground, sewage they pretty much oh. have like shit rivers running through like soul and stuff even has shit rivers that's fucked up right right it's just like you know super old school sewage system and they are just fine with it <laughs> so we were really drunk one night and i slid down a hill and my foot went into a shit river no and i didn't die from that <laughs> i think ever since then i'm just like Nothing worse is gonna happen. I'll survive it. Uh, I would limp to like a pay and spray car wash and I would fucking power wash my foot. (laughs) It was was a terrible, terrible experience in life. uh, You know the labyrinth, right? The bog of eternal stench? Yeah. (laughs) It smelled bad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was... uh, that's what we talked about for the rest of that night was the bog of eternal stench. Oh, that's it's funny. Bad. <laughs> fucking gross. My grandpa's brother, uh, I'm pretty sure he lived over in South Korea for for several years. I think he was like a diplomat or something like that. I know he had been in, I think, the Marines for a long time. But 
But yeah, I, I, I know he did live in South Korea for a while. It was my grandpa's soul brother. Oh. <laughs> Joe with the pun. <laughs> it's like the dumbest joke ever, but I'm always so happy about it. I love puns. <laughs> Yeah, my 10-year-old was trying to tell me a pun joke the other day. He's like, I like pun jokes because they're punny. And I'm like, oh, my God. And I keep working on it, Aiden. Should have looked at him and been like, if you were a mushroom, you'd be a real fun guy. <laughs> I remember several years ago, I was teaching some people how to do trail work out in the woods. And I was going, like, they handed me a steak to like pound into the ground and i was like oh no 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 i was like you gotta get this a lot sharper and i was kind of telling him the different techniques how to do it and the one dude was just making pun jokes non-stop he's like i think i get the point and i'm like oh fuck you <laughs> oh, <laughs> but man, like uh, he made the work much more enjoyable though because he had me laughing the entire fucking time we were over there oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean there's a puns are a thing man like, there's shitty jokes like fungi and mushrooms and, you know, stuff like that. But it can get real good, man. You can make some real good puns that I really appreciate in life. In fact, I would say about a third of the random memes that I share constantly on Facebook are real good puns. <laughs> <laughs> I remember one night I randomly text Joe Vitale. And I'm like, do you hear about the small... Or did you hear about the midget psychic that escaped from the penitentiary? And he comes back with right away. This sounds like the setup to a joke. <laughs> and I'm like the news reported a small medium at large. <laughs> exactly. He texts me back right away. He's like, are you drinking? And I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing beats a good pun. Oh, I totally agree. <laughs> Did you ever watch the uh, first season of True Blood when that was on HBO? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, no. I watched it after it was on, but yeah, I've seen it. <laughs> well, the one the one bar that Eric owns is called Fangtasia. Yeah. And Bill's talking to Sookie, and he's like, he's like, at one time, puns were the height of hilarity. <laughs> he's like, I want those days to come back. <laughs> Not that I don't appreciate fail videos online. Right. Those are great. Dude, do you ever fall down a rabbit hole of watching those? Uh, so, I have. What, that's a military thing again. Like, uh, a lot of times you don't do anything, especially on deployments and stuff, for possibly months on end. Dude, I've heard that. <laughs> so, yeah, like, fail videos would definitely become a thing where we would literally watch everyone in existence on the internet <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my kids are really into them so we'll like watch like a half hour straight of fail videos and like my kids are just yeah. rolling on the floor laughing yeah we'd be working like 16 hours a day seven days a week and there would be jack shit to do so we would all just like <laughs> Like, a fell videos was a big one. Uh, the Pain Olympics one time became a big thing. Uh, people of Walmart. Oh, people of Walmart. <laughs> we would all kind of, like, gather around in a circle on our computers, and we would all just look up fell videos or people of Walmart stuff. And 
People at Walmart videos are great. Who'd ever thought that that many people shit themselves in Walmarts? A lot, too. <laughs> it's true. It really is, unfortunately. <laughs> it's just some of the weird fucking outfits that people choose to leave their house in. Yeah. I don't. I don't understand people a lot of times and i think people of walmart is the best example of that yeah yeah dude i would second that oh I've wow so much life too that i was just like and every time it's happened to me in real life i'm like what the fuck and then like an hour later i'm like what the fuck didn't i take a picture and put it on the internet <laughs> <laughs> Just low key snap a picture. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so did you join the army like just right out of high school? No, not at all. I was twenty six when I joined. Oh, right on. So twenty six. That would have been. Wow. So yeah, that was. We would have still been embroiled in some of the the conflicts in the Middle East then. Oh no! I got in during the surge. Yeah, and were, wow. Yeah, everybody and like I had dudes that I was joining that had like five felonies for drug charges, and they're like, "Oh, I'll write a paper about why that was bad. We're gonna go ahead and send you to basic training tomorrow." <laughs> 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 and even then, I, I had friends that were like, "Oh yeah, I went last week, but they said I'm flat-footed, so I couldn't join." And I'm like, "No, dude. There's like a." dude missing his arm and they let him in it's the fucking surge (laughs) (laughs) i had a a 46 year old dude missing his trigger finger in my basic training unit holy (laughs) shit (laughs) he was also the best shooter in my unit hey right on can shoot with the middle finger just as easy right yeah that's that's what he did yeah he was an old redneck dude missing his Missing his pointer finger, and he shot with his middle finger, and he was the best out of anybody. Wow, did he lose it to a snapping turtle? That's one of those things everybody says, you know, oh, you can't join the Army if you're missing your trigger finger. Bullshit. (laughs) 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 I keep taking drinks out of my cup, and my ice is melted enough that it's sneaking through the drink hole. In my Yeti cup. <laughs> so uh-huh. I keep getting mouthfuls of ice and having to mute my mic so I can crunch them. Don't choke yourself. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> That'd be embarrassing. <laughs> like, like, I don't know how I was going to podcast I with Joe right before he died. I, yeah. so <laughs> I don't know how it would get uploaded, but it would be the final Starcast episode. <laughs> Oh, man, that'd be sad. I don't want to be on that. <laughs> Where Joe dies by Strawberita. <laughs> hey, you know people would blame me for it. You built Joe's God damn it, Dana. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's too good. <laughs> So, um, did did you get like deployed anywhere wild? Yeah, uh, well, I was in Iraq for two years. Um, apart from that, I mean, been to 
Kuwait and South Korea and Hawaii and Germany and all those kind of good places. Oh, wow. Yeah, they really did ship you all over the place, huh? Yeah. Um, well, so I was in Texas for four years and I was in Hawaii for four years and I was in Korea for a year and then there's like a little less than a year of training, you know. Um, while I was in Hawaii, I was in a training unit, so we went to we went to a bunch of places like Germany and stuff. So I went actually like stationed there for lengths of time. We just went for a couple weeks here and there and stuff. Well, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. Also, that training unit was pointless and served no purpose. So <laughs> we would like get to Germany, and they would be like, we would have a reason to go, right? They'd be like, this unit, and this is what happened. They were like, this unit in Germany is very similar to this unit that we're just starting that doesn't even exist right now. So we're sending six guys. There's only like 18 guys in my unit. It was a re- really weird thing. So we're sending six guys to Germany to go check out this unit that's supposed to be just like ours. And we're like, okay, sweet. And first I was like, who wants to go? And I was like, I want to fucking go. Please let me go. I want to go. <laughs> so we load up. We get on the plane, we get out there, day one, we were there for three weeks, I think, that first time, and we get there, and it's like, okay, let's go look at this unit, and we get there, and we're like, this doesn't have shit to do with what we're doing, but we already bought plane tickets, we have rental cars and hotel rooms, so uh, you guys call me in a week, and don't die. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, and, like, dude, hardly anybody gets opportunities like that in the Army, and I got I got those a few times that was just, like, we, there's nothing for us to do. Uh, don't die or get in trouble or arrested. Call me in a week. <laughs> That's awesome. Germany and uh, the big island, the island of Hawaii, you know, we were in Oahu. So we went to the big island for, like, two months, it was the same situation. It was like, you guys are already there. Uh, there's nothing for you to do. You're getting per diem. You got rental cars and hotel rooms. Don't fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> and those were, those. that was, uh, I think that was the best couple months of my entire life right there. <laughs> yeah, just hanging out in Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Doesn't sound bad. Nothing to do with cars and hotels and stuff in Hawaii. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> you know, one of the things I heard about the geology of Hawaii that really freaked me the fuck out? Um, Those sorts of islands that are formed by a volcanic hotspot, mm-hmm. they are basically rock that is built on top of black sand. And so just vast sheets of the rock can just drop off and fall in the ocean in these massive landslides because there's not a very good foundation under it all. I heard all those stories too, but at the same time, those islands have been there for thousands of years and it's never happened. This is true. That's, <laughs> that's, the, that's the skeptic in you talking. <laughs> yeah, it is. And I mean, that's, that's the locals point of view on it too. You know, they're like, yeah, but we've been here for thousands of years and it's never happened. So it's probably not going to happen. Yeah, yeah, that that is total just fear and paranoia talking right there, right? And, uh, man, uh, you know, I, I got some anxiety issues and stuff for real, and 
when I first got there, I was like, this is sketchy as fuck. What if something happens? I'm on an island. <laughs> right? Like, if a volcano explodes, I'm just gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but then after a while, you realize, you know, Oahu, you know, right now there's volcanoes going off on the big island and shit's getting fucked up and it's, it's a bad situation. But in Oahu, where people live, that's like a legit thing. Like, there's people that live on the big island, but the, the population is on Oahu. Those volcanoes have been dormant for like a million years. <laughs> you yeah. Know? yeah. They're not just going to pop up and explode one day. They, they, they don't even exist anymore and haven't in like no shit a million years. <laughs> yeah, through the miracle of continental drift <laughs> yeah. and plate tectonics. And, yeah, I've got a friend on the big island that uh, just had to evacuate their house and stuff. The second time in the 80s, the last time it went off, they lost their house. And it kind of looks like they probably will this time. Oh, that's scary. Yeah. God, to, to have a rock that is so hot that it's in liquid form. And it's yeah. just like inexorably rolling downhill towards you. Yeah. But I mean, see that that's the thing. Like she literally lives like in the middle of fucking nowhere with like no one lives where she lives. You know what I mean? Which is unfortunate for those that do live there, but fortunate for the fact that it's not a highly populated area. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the, like the damage would be somewhat contained. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, like there's people get, losing houses and stuff. But if that were to happen in Oahu hundreds of thousands of people dying, you know, instead of yeah. just, uh, you know, instead of dozens of people losing their houses, there'd be hundreds of thousands of deaths. So. Ah, that is so creepy, man. Yeah. I've, I've never been anywhere near any sort of activity like that. I heard it smells awful. Yeah. I went to the, the volcano that's currently erupting i went and saw it it wasn't as bad as i expected it has the sulfur smell and everything but i think i've been to places in florida that smell worse (laughs) (laughs) that's the thing that i've heard about yellowstone though is that i've heard people say oh it's so beautiful and then i've had other people say the whole place smells like a fart yeah like huh beautiful vistas awful smells that was one of my things with seoul korea every time i went to seoul it's a beautiful modern town it's like really cool it smells like human shit and dead octopuses like it's terrible that sounds like a really really bad combination (laughs) yeah oh no dude it is like because there's literally rivers of human shit going down the side of the road and everything smells like dead octopus over there that is so fucked up. Yeah, it is the worst. I've smelt worse things, but just for uh, just being somewhere in general that smells bad, Korea, Korea had that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a pussy when it comes to bad smells, dude. Like, it, like I will bitch about that stuff nonstop. And, and I live in the it Midwest, is. dude, so that means, like, when I drive down the highway... I'm going past like a a pig farm or a cattle farm. Like if I'm driving for an hour, for sure I'm going to drive past at least three of them. That's one of those things. Eventually, you go go nose blind to things, you know. Well, I mean, yeah, especially if you just hang if you out like around live there enough. for years. You just you just don't even notice it anymore. 
Yeah. But if Dude. you're brand new and you've never been there and you're like, God, that's what a dead octopus and human shit smells like. <laughs> I was in line at a convenience store the other morning. Uh, I didn't have breakfast at home, so I stopped to just pick up a piece of breakfast pizza. And I'm waiting in line. And the dude in front of me was like in like, you know, like the the Midwest farmer gear, overalls, you know, very well-worn, you know, trucker hat, very well-worn. And you get within 10 feet of them and it just smelled like fucking raw manure. And I was like, God damn, dude. <laughs> it's like, I, I ended, like, I, I like eating bacon and, and pork chops and stuff like that. But fuck, man. Those are some foul-smelling creatures. Man, that's... I just keep... I don't know. I don't ever talk about these stories ever, but things just keep <laughs> them up right now. So I was when I was in Korea, I, I was the driver for the colonel, and the sergeant major would ride with us sometimes, and they were both like super, super country boys. I don't even know where the hell they were from. I never cared. But they would, would literally be driving around out in the country, and he'd be like, you smell that? And I'd be like, yeah, I smell it. What is that? That's cow shit right there. You know the difference in cow shit and chicken shit. If they're, if they're fertilizing with pig shit, it's a totally different scent. <laughs> and I just sit there and I'm like, you guys make so much money. And you just had a three-hour conversation about the smells of manure. It <laughs> <laughs> <That> was horrible. <laughs> And these are these are the movers and the shakers over there. Yeah, those are the those are the big dogs. <laughs> yeah, I I hope I am never a connoisseur of manure. Oh no, man, they were they were connoisseurs <laughs> and proud of it. They never wow. said a word about it smelling bad. It is. It was like I don't know. It made me real uncomfortable every time they would start having those conversations. <laughs> Dude, like one of the first like local jobs I got when I was a kid was there was this vegetable stand that had just kind of, well, first, first I had just noticed that this place that had been a restaurant and then it was just a, a, a derelict building for a long time. And then all of a sudden there was all these bales of hay out in front of it with pumpkins and shit everywhere. And then there were signs saying that there was fresh vegetables for sale inside. And somehow through the grapevine, I heard that this dude was hiring. So I went there and I got a job. And the very first day, he had me sorting out all of the rotten produce that was down in the basement of this place. And so there's just all these big boxes of all these like fucking rotten squash and pumpkins and just all these different big vegetables. And they're all down there just rotting. And so I'm just filling buckets up and I'm taking them up and I'm putting them in the back of this flatbed truck that has like, you know, the big like four foot tall gates on the sides that are removable. And so I just fill this free, it's like a Chevy 2500 or something. I just fill this fucking thing up with all this produce. And he's like, okay. Now he gave me directions to go to his farm, which was outside of town. And I went there and there was a big pile next to this outbuilding with other rotten vegetables. And so he instructed me to just dump it all in there. And then the next day I went to work, I had to just go out to the farm and he had all these like piglet to then medium sized pigs that were in this outbuilding and they were each there was, I think there was like four pens in there and each pen had like three to five pigs in them. And so I had to actually clean all 
of the the straw that was down that was soaked with pig piss and shit. I had to pitchfork it all out, take it out to like a pile, put in new straw, and then fill up their slot buckets from all the rotten produce. Like this job was just full of awful smells. And dude, when it got cold, that that manure that was at the bottom would be frozen on top. So the pitchfork would actually like crunch through the top layer. And then when you'd flip it over, you could see steam rise up and I've always worn glasses and it would come up and it would fog over my glasses. And I was like, my, that's like, that's like actual like steam. Yes. And I was very aware of that. (laughs) There was literally piss that had turned into condensation and then, went on your glasses yeah oh god you could like it was beyond smelling it like you could taste it it was fucking yeah. horrific it was it, oh god in the pantheon of jobs i've had this is at the bottom rung like the worst fucking shit that i've ever done for a paycheck and this dude i was working for was batshit fucking crazy dude like i remember that one of the one of those first times we went out to his farm i rode with him and he had this light blue mid 70s el camino that was totally fucking awesome and it was always the highlight of my day when i had to take the el camino somewhere because that thing ran like a raped ape dude it was fucking (laughs) awesome it was so cool but um we we pull up to his farm and we're i'm getting out of the el camino and he's got this like great pyrenees like this giant breed dog right and the dog's really excited to see him. And the dog is like jumping up on him. And this fucker pulls a fucking hammer out from the car. And he's like whacking the dog on the side of the, like the side of the body with this hammer. Like not hard, but still you're hitting a dog with a hammer. He's like, get down, you motherfucker. And I'm just like, this guy is so crazy. And then at one point he pulled up his pant leg and I noticed that he had a peg leg, like a fucking pirate on one side. Wow. Yeah, interesting character, right? That's uh, living a life right there. <laughs> Dude, the most the most demeaning thing that ever happened to me there was I got done cleaning out the pens and I went into like the bigger part of the barn and there was some other dude there that I'd never seen before and him and crazy guy were talking and there was like this one section of this this larger area of the barn was like uh, kind of, there was like a ring of hay bales there and there was all these little piglets in, inside this like kind of ring of hay bales. And this fucking dude that was talking to crazy guy wanted to inspect each piglet one at a time. And I had to catch specific ones. Have you ever tried to catch a piglet? No. Oh, it's hard there. <laughs> they are sneaky little bastards. And when you catch them, they turn around and bite you. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm... I've worked the, at pet stores. So I've caught lots of <laughs> lots of animals, but never a piglet. <laughs> and the whole time, these crazy old redneck dudes are just laughing hysterically, like "You go on, you get that pig, boy." <laughs> it's, it's fucking. It was so horrible. It, like I got the next paycheck, and I was like, "I'm done. I'm done, dude." <laughs> no one's ever going to tell me to get a pig again. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I am beyond freaked out by you. I don't know what crazy shit's going to happen the next time I'm out at your fucking farm, and I don't want to find out. <laughs> what state was that? What's that? What state was that in? That was in Iowa. Wow. They talk like that in Iowa? Not usually. That was what made it okay. creepier. 
Okay. Right. <laughs> you don't run into too many Southern accents here. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I don't know where this guy was from. But, <laughs> but I was creeped out, man. I was like, this is like, fuck that. <laughs> Like I am like fucking sixteen, seventeen years old. I am not putting up with this shit. <laughs> yeah. And then I think the next job I had was that one where I actually saved up enough to get the PS that that PlayStation. But <laughs> but yeah, working for Crazy Farmer dude. That was one of my high school jobs. I've never. I've had a lot of jobs in my life. I've never worked for any farmers. Yeah, and I've met lots of farmers like through, especially when I got into rock climbing and I was just going out and, you know, meeting different farmers and and just kind of, you know, getting to know them well enough to where they'd trust me to be able to go out and and rock climb and do, you know, pretty dangerous shit on their property and stuff. And so I've met lots of really, really great, you know, Iowa farmers. So, you know, I I don't want to paint it like they're all fucking crazy. (laughs) But this dude was definitely fucking nuts. But if you meet a dude in Iowa with a peg leg. (laughs) (laughs) Does he got a a blue El Camino also? (laughs) (laughs) Do not let him talk you into that El Camino. (laughs) The years of therapy. <laughs> <laughs> and what's funny too is that there was a dude that was in the class above me that also worked for that guy. And I had told him, you know, like I had been in the store and I was like, I am not, I was like, I'm getting my next paycheck and I'm out of here. And he's like, Oh, I haven't, I haven't picked up my last few paychecks from him. I ought to do that. And then I talked to him during the next school year and apparently that dude stiffed him on all of his paychecks. Like, he just kept telling the guy, oh, yeah, you can just pay me next week. And then it got to the point where they turned out the guy didn't have any money. Oh, damn. Yeah. Eh, sucker. <laughs> I, I demanded my money every payday. I was like, but, you know, I was so stupid with money when I was little. Like, yeah, I think. I still am. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've, I've gotten better at it just because I've had to get better at it, you know, because it's like there's so many things that I'm fucking responsible for now. Yeah. Like responsible adult life just sucks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I I think I worked for crazy farmer dude just long enough to buy an electric bass guitar. Right. Yeah. Which was fun. That I but then it's like I spent all the money on the bass guitar and then I didn't have enough money to buy an amp. And it's no. really hard to practice on an electric guitar when you don't have an amp See? and you can't hear what you're playing. I played uh, bass guitar for several years when I was younger. Oh, nice. I I had an amp, though, but like I said, my dad was a musician. I didn't buy the amp. My dad gave me this, like, old 70s amp with two, uh, old tube amp. Oh, no shit. Yeah, and it weighed, like, 500 pounds. (laughs) Like, I'd go to friends' houses to have band practice, and it would take, like, four of us to carry the head of my amp to the... To where we're practicing at. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. What kind of music do you guys play? Uh, punk mostly. We were oh, a, kind of just a Misfits cover band, but we had some originals and stuff. That's cool, dude. I always enjoyed the Misfits. Yeah, it's one of my favorite bands of all time. Yeah, Last Caress is one of those songs where it just sounds like a happy song, and then you listen to the words, and you're like, "This is not a happy song." Yeah, that was, that was one of her songs. It was a high school, like, you know what I mean? It didn't, 
we never fucking like there was a couple concerts and stuff that were like essentially just people we went to high school with in our family <laughs> it wasn't anything serious yeah well that's still cool you know you're still up there doing the it making music. Band name of all time though what was it carbonated milk <laughs> is it you who kind of a carbonated chocolate milk beverage it's not carbonated I couldn't remember if it was or not. It's been, I haven't had one since high school. And the guy who came up with that amazing name like got fired the first day we had the band. <laughs> Thanks for the name, you fired fucker. <laughs> <laughs> Go play your triangle somewhere else, Kevin. <laughs> it's not punk rock. That's why I went with the bass, though. Like Everybody and their brother played fucking guitar. And then, like, drums were too fucking expensive and too much maintenance. And I was like, I'm going to play bass. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to play drums in middle school. And uh, yeah. and they said I was better suited to the trombone, which I think was a fucking lie. I think they just saw a sucker written on my forehead and they stuck me with a goddamn <laughs> trombone. I, uh, I was in band in elementary school. And I started off on the flute. And I spent several months not getting the flute to make a sound. I couldn't <laughs> make it make noise. So they finally, they finally tried to change me to a, a coronet, which was a, I think that's a bigger trumpet. Hmm. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like I was like, like we're playing concerts and like I never, the flute never made any sound. <laughs> I think this one's broken. That <laughs> <laughs> was just me. I don't know, man. I bet right now, if you handed me a flute right now, I bet there's no chance in hell I could get it to make a sound. <laughs> but come on, dude, play Bungle in the Jungle. <laughs> Here's some Jethro Tall. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> that dude right there, Ian Anderson, that is the reason why I will never make fun of somebody who plays a flute. Especially right, if you can I, stand on one leg and do it. I think that's actually like what inspired me to pick the flute was Jethro Tull, even though I didn't listen to them, I knew <laughs> of their existence. So I was like, flute's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, dude. Growing up, my dad had that original Masters uh, album in his vinyl collection. And so I grew up listening to like Locomotive Breath and Bungle in the Jungle. And I mean, such a cool album. Damn, cool album covers. No doubt about that. <laughs> yeah, I've been doing that thing on Facebook right now where it's the, you know, 10 days, 10 album covers thing. Yeah, I just and uh, I'm. I'm having a really hard time narrowing this down to 10. Like, I feel like I need to do this challenge like three times in a row or something. Well, see, I was going to do what some other people did, and they're on like day 19 of 10. <laughs> you know, they just keep doing it and just keep bumping up the number out of 10. Oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah. I still might go back to that, but then I went on vacation. My last day was like the day I left for vacation. So. <laughs> But I think I'd, I'd picked uh, pick ten pretty solid ones. I might I might end up just leaving it there because I feel like oh, that's 
going past my 10, I'm either just going to name more albums by the same bands I already named, or it's going to be shit that no one's ever heard of, so it doesn't even matter that I'm posting it. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, because I, I, today I just started th- randomly thinking up really obscure ones. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, fuck. I was like... I could put that up. It's like no way nobody's ever no no way people have heard of that. But I mean, you never know. You might. Yeah. Maybe maybe that's how you spark up a conversation. Yeah. You have a have a strange, strange, strange taste in music. I've never met another person who has the same taste in music that I do. How would you describe uh, it? Um. So. Growing up, I was a punk most of the time, but there were also long stretches of time where I was goth. And I think at heart, I was really a goth kid, but I live in Georgia. And I was literally the only goth kid. It was just me. <laughs> <laughs> the hard so, of us to find black fingernail polish in Georgia? <laughs> yo, you have no fucking clue. It didn't exist. <laughs> I had to buy a bunch of colors and mix them all together, and it looked like puke. No, 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 bro. You had to wait till Halloween and stock up for the rest of the year. <laughs> so you had to be a forward-thinking goth kid. <laughs> yeah. so because of that, I would end up, you know, I would hang out with all the punk kids, and then I would get super into punk stuff, but I've always kind of been, at heart, more industrial, not even goth, but... I've been more like a Bauhaus ministry, Nine Inch Nettles kind of person, which like isn't even a thing. Like goth isn't even really, I never really even listened to goth. That's just the closest thing you can call it. What I listen to is called a rivet head. You ever heard of that? No. Yeah, neither has anyone else. So it's <laughs> to attempt to be one because they barely ever even existed. <laughs> So was that like the Nine Inch Nails type music? Because I definitely listened to a lot of Nine Inch Nails growing up. Uh, well, I mean, Nine Inch Nails would be like the lightest, you know, poppiest version of industrial possible. Wow. Uh, kind of, if like you took Nine Inch Nails and made them German <laughs> and uh, more angry, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah, I want to fuck you like animal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Perfect description. <laughs> That's industrial music. I could be angry when I come. Yeah, very angry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's right on the head. <laughs> that's so terrifying. <laughs> you ever heard of Skinny Puppy? I don't think so. It, it sounds kind of familiar, but, but yeah, I, I can't say for sure. They're one of the bigger, they're like, if someone may have ever heard of industrial music, you're like, you know, skinny puppy. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's not popular. It's never been popular. It's never going to be popular, but it's <laughs> what I dig the most. Do you know ministry? The band yeah, ministry? I, I was just going to say, I listened to a lot of ministry. I had Psalm 69 yeah, when I was oh, younger. That, that's, yeah, that's, that's. You know, they've evolved. They're one of those bands that have really evolved through the ages from 80s synth shit on their first album to 
they were like the greatest industrial band ever, in my opinion, for several albums. And now they're just metal. I've been metal for 20 years now. <laughs> wow. But Psalm 69, I think uh, that album is a good example of, it's not hardcore, you know, it's like the mainstream side of it. But yeah, that's, that's industrial music. Yeah, because I think it was in seventh grade, it was either seventh or eighth grade, we had a music teacher that said, every day somebody's going to have a turn to bring in their example of their favorite music, and you can pick one song, and we will listen as a class to the whole song. And so when it was my turn, I brought in Jesus Built My Hot Rod. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the teacher did not play the whole thing, and I felt what? cheated. That is, that's bullshit. Cause like, <laughs> I'm sure there's cuss words in there, but you can't sing the lyrics to that song. No, no, because I wanted to go with Tool Sober at first. Okay. But then yeah. it had the, well, you know, Jesus blows his fucking whistle line. And I was like, all right, she's not going to like that. And yeah. so I was like, oh, well, I'll go with Jesus built my heart out. There's no swearing in that. But she had it turned up really loud because it just starts with that. You know, <laughs> right. all of a sudden I found myself in love with the world and realized there was only one thing I could do. I had to ding-a-ding-dang my dang-a-long-ling-long. <laughs> and she had it turned up really loud so that it actually started with that, that awesome drum beat and then goes in with, you know, the hardcore stuff. She had to, like, dive at the stereo and turn it down. I was so happy. <laughs> that is epic right there. <laughs> That's one of my favorite songs of all time right there. My only my only problem I ever had with that song is that's not the lead singer of Ministry singing it. Oh, it's not? Yeah, it's the lead singer of the Butthole Surfers. Oh Gibby my Hain. God, it sounds like that guy. That's fucking yeah. amazing. Yeah, Gibby Hayne on that song. It's not Al Jorgensen not singing that song. Oh, Which is dude, weird. I love that's like it. their one radio played song. Like that's literally their biggest song they ever had. <laughs> and the lead singer isn't even on it. Dude, I used to listen to Independent Worm Saloon so fucking much, I almost wore out that CD. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, like, Electric Larry Land came out, and that was really popular just because Pepper got radio play. Yeah. You know, Same. but... Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed the hell out of the Butthole Surfers when I was younger. <laughs> was a fucking excellent name for a band. Oh, yeah. I think I had three of their albums. God, I think one of them was called Psychic Powerless, Another Man's Sack. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> what? <laughs> that is a fucked up name for an album. I'm going to buy it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that was middle school, Joe. <laughs> but dude, uh, I, li I listened to fucked up music when I was in middle school. Like I was listening to Cannibal Corpse when I was in middle school. Yeah, I, I love me some, some metal. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a big metalhead. But I love, I, I particularly like Norwegian black metal. And like, I don't own the albums and stuff, but if, you know, I know them. And if somebody's playing them, I'm like, fuck yeah. Like Mayhem <laughs> and Demi Border. And <laughs> Dude, whenever I think of Norwegian metal, I think of uh, Metalocalypse. Did you ever watch yeah. that? Oh, God, yeah. Squiscar and Toki. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. If listeners have never watched Metalocalypse, you've got to look up two uh, clips on YouTube because it is too cool. It's like the world's most popular band is like this death metal band. 
and they can get away with it like almost anything and they live in this big mansion and uh, it's fucking hysterical shit i i don't think i watched it past the second or third season but i had their first album and i listened to the shit out of that it was really good is that album not amazing it is very amazing like that's one of the ones that should be on my 10 of 10 list mine too and it's one of those ones that i forget about there's several of them that like I'll forget about them for years, and then I listen to it, and I'm like, fuck, that is one of my favorite albums ever, and then I'll forget about it for five years. Yeah. I think that's, that's Brendan that's Small. Yeah, Is that yeah. Brendan Small that did that? He did a comic book also called, like, Galactatron or something. Okay, I didn't even know about that. Yeah, Jordan read the first issue, and he's like, dude, you gotta read this, but I mean, Jordan will lead you down a rabbit hole, and you'll be spending a shitload of money, but you'll be also reading <sighs> excellent comics at the same oh. time. Yeah, we were going to talk about comics, and that is the uh, that's the highlight of that conversation is Jordan. <laughs> I know. I was texting with him earlier, and I was telling him I was going to have you on the show. And he's like, I've been leading him through the forest of comics. And I'm like, oh, that's definitely coming up tonight. <laughs> he's cost me a few hundred dollars. <laughs> I, about that. I love it. Not only that. Oh, man, he's made made life difficult on comic reading. <laughs> Dude, he reads so many books, but like on the real, like if if Jordan says, "Hey, this is a good book," it's probably going to be a really fucking good book because he's got a he's got a lot of other shitty books to compare it against. So he really does have his finger on the pulse of like what's good in comics right now. And I have a like a stack of shit that he suggested and then another stack of shit that he suggested (laughs) that I'm looking forward to the most, which is what's fucking me up. The, uh, DC metal, Batman metal stuff. Oh yeah, dude. It's excellent. So I've got it all pre-ordered, but it isn't out yet. The, 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 the trades. Yeah. So I, I pre-ordered all the trades and he's got me so hyped up about them. (laughs) That, like, I look at other comics, and I'm like, I just want to fucking wait. <laughs> <laughs> I need to read this battle shit Jordan keeps telling me about. So what's your favorite book that you've read so far out of his recommendations? Man, tell about that. I haven't read as many as I should have, mostly because of work and life happening. Oh, dude, I know how that goes. Trust me. <laughs> so... Out of his recommendations, most of them were pre-ordered or in my stack that I haven't even looked at yet because I've got so many other ones. <laughs> uh, I made it through some saga. Um, and then, uh, I read one I didn't like, uh, The Secret Avengers. It wasn't horrible, but I wasn't really into it. I haven't and read then, that one. What no one has like I just got it at <laughs> random and like I've mentioned it to several people and everyone's like I don't even know what that is. Well, and that's what Marvel does. It's because Marvel puts out a million fucking books a month, yeah. and it's it's like it seems like lately it's like if it's one of the Donny Cates books, it's going to be good. Uh, they right. got Gail Simone doing Domino right now. It's really good, but I've read a lot of especially when Jordan and I were doing the comic cast. Like I read a lot of lackluster Marvel books. Yeah, uh, that Secret Avengers is it's lackluster to say the least. <laughs> it wasn't. I didn't hate it, but it's like they go to Mars, and I don't know. It just seemed like a throwaway thing that didn't matter. 
<laughs> but I started reading it, so I was like, I'm going to read this shit. Um, so there's so many secrets. Secret Wars, I'm pretty sure. Secret Empire is the new one. The one before it is Secret Wars, correct? Yeah. Secret Empire okay. was very good. I got Secret Empire, but I haven't started it yet because Secret Wars is like fucked my whole shit up. So like it was the main thing I wanted to read. And like I was like, this is going to get me current and caught up on stuff in the comic book Marvel side of the world. Like I think, and then I need to read Secret Wars and then Secret Empire. And it's so convoluted, man. Like there's like a billion, there's like 30 superheroes per page. Hmm. And before I started it, if you would have asked me, I'd have been like, there's not going to be a superhero in there. I don't know who they are. And like every page, there's like three people. And I'm like, who the fuck is that? (laughs) (laughs) Like they're doing major shit. And I'm like, I don't like, I guess maybe it's this person, but I'm not really sure who the fuck that is. You gotta have your phone out on Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, like, dude, and research that's, that's on it. That's what's been fucking me up. Like, I, I reread a page like twenty times just to try to figure out who everyone is, and I gotta get on Wikipedia, and I'm like, oh my god, and that really just. And then I'll, I'll read a couple pages, and then I'm like, I'll just wait till Batman Metal gets here. <laughs> <laughs> Have you picked up very many image books or just very many independent books that are kind of like the non-superhero genre ones? Yeah, I have I have several. <laughs> uh, Saga, if some of these aren't image, they're still independent-ish, I guess. Saga, yeah, Redneck, yeah. Plastic, uh, Southern Bastards, um, there's three or four more. Just, just right there, you've got, those were, those were all excellent. Every one of those that you just named. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that's you, what I did. I, have I you read Plastic yet? No, no, I haven't. Oh, okay, pick up that one next. If you've been disappointed <laughs> with shit you've been reading and you're just like, oh, I want to get to metal, pick up Plastic next. It's only Marvel shit I've been disappointed in. Yeah, okay, but, but seriously, read Plastic next. Because <laughs> it, okay. it, it, it's, it's contained. It, it's just that one trade, and then you've got the whole story. It's just five issues, and and for sure, I want to hear what you thought of it. <laughs> I've got, plastic. I've got it with me right now. I brought it up here. Yes. <laughs> Dude, plastic's one of those ones that I, I recommend to everybody. It's like, and, and also just for, I mean, we've been talking for almost two hours and it's like, you, you've pretty much made it clear that, that you, you're not shy to fucked up stuff. Yeah. And so, yeah, you'll enjoy plastic dude, because fucked up stuff is like, that's plastic. It's such a crazy fucking story, but it is so perfectly executed. Like, and and that's one of those ones where I every chance I get, I'm I'm blowing on fucking plastic in the hard place. But just Doug Wagner's books in general, because he did, I mean, a, the, he did an episode on there not too long ago that I haven't listened to because I haven't read it yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I had Doug on for just a solo episode, and then I did. Well, I'd been. I'd been jonesing on wanting to talk about the hard place. And I was like, God, should I wait until closer? Cause the trade's going to come out June 30, June 30th, June 20th, June 30th, something like that. And, uh, I was like, ah, oh, fuck it. I can't wait any longer. And so I, I sent Doug a message and I was like, Hey, I'm going to do a comic talk episode on the hard place. Do you want to be on? And he's like, Oh, I'm not turning that down. I'm like, yes. <laughs> I'm like, this is going to be so cool. And, uh, yeah, yeah. He's, he's a stellar human being too. 
Yeah. I mean, very, very, very cool guy to just like, you know, go on some, you know, like no name podcast <laughs> and, just, <laughs> and listen to people be like, right, you're awesome, dude. <laughs> but yeah, dude, can't, can't recommend plastic enough. Like, like you'll dig that. It's, it is unique among stories. Like, yeah. like on the, on the one side, like it, it, it feels like a familiar story. Like this guy is like doing this stuff against his will to rescue the woman he's in love with. But in plastic, the woman he's in love with is a plastic fuck doll. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, yes, yes. How much weirder is this going to get? And it's like, oh, so much weirder. But so satisfying. Like, it's so good. Another another rabbit hole that I accidentally went down was I was only going to buy trades. And then I found a comic book store that's like, I don't know, it's like 45 minutes away from me. It's the closest one. So I'm like browsing. And I was actually waiting for Jordan to text me back about your stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, wait, there's a big trouble in Little China comic book. It's not a trade. I'm just going to have to buy the first 15 issues. Nice. Holy fuck, there's a, there's a pumpkin head comic book? You've got to be kidding me. I'm going to have to get that. <laughs> Yeah, dude, you can fall down a rabbit hole with single issues. Yeah. Believe me. <laughs> well, those are the only single issues I got was Big Trouble in Little China and Pumpkinhead, but... Did you see they have an Old Man Jack comic? Yeah, I got... Yeah, there's uh, there's uh, Big Trouble in Little China and Old Man Jack, like, yeah. separately. I, I bought those, yeah. Nice. Yeah, I read the first two or three issues of Old Man Jack, and I thought it was pretty interesting, but then I fell off it. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, I ended up, I actually got those right before I started trying to get comic books, and then I started getting everything, so I haven't read any more of them, but. Yeah, because there's like another Lopan-type character that's back, if I'm remembering Old Man Jack correctly. Yeah, it's his, uh. It's his apprentice that was never mentioned in the movie for some reason, I guess. <laughs> you tell him what old Jack Burton says. Jack's yeah. in the mail. <laughs> That's a top three favorite movies of all time. Ever. Oh, I fucking love that movie. It's so yeah. good. <laughs> I know, um, like, whoa, like... Like a million episodes ago, I did one with my friend Dub, and we covered the show Troll Hunters. And at the time, Dub and I worked together. And so we'd talk all the time. We're like, okay, we got to get together, and we're going to review Big Trouble in Little China. And I, so I still have a fuck ton of notes on my phone, like just pages and pages of notes for Big Trouble in Little China. But then Deb and I never got around to recording the episode, and so I've just got all these notes still. That's one of my like, biggest dreams in life is to do a podcast recording of Big Trouble in Little China. But the <laughs> problem there is, I think I couldn't make it less than like six hours. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Did you ever hear that Supercast episode where they covered it on the Rewind section? No. Uh-uh. Oh, definitely go back through their catalog and look that up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> That episode's too fucking funny. Uh, they bag on Jordan so hard. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> uh, I don't want to spoil too much, but the the fun really begins 
with like right at the at the start of Jordan's review. He's like, I I just don't. He's like, I just don't like all this Chinese Asian shit. <laughs> it's like, whoa, wow. <laughs> and like he didn't mean it to sound racist, you know? Because like I know Jordan, I know Jordan pretty well, and he doesn't have a racist bone in his body. But right. Jordan also doesn't have a filter. <laughs> and, like, and so everybody else that was on that episode, basically the whole thrust of the rest of that episode was making fun of Jordan by calling him a, a, an Asian racist, you know? <laughs> One of the rarest of all racists. <laughs> it's a very, very funny, yeah, supercast. Just look through their. Sh- I don't know what episode it is, but it's the one where their rewind segment is covering Big Trouble Little China. <laughs> but yeah, dude, I remember watching that movie when I was a kid. Like, you know, that was just one of those awesome fucking 80s movies. Dude, oh, man, I've, I've seen it thousands of times. I'm not kidding at all. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I don't know, to get deep for a second, I guess. Uh, my, my grandmother kind of raised me, and she died when I was in middle school. And I don't know why or what, but for some reason, my comfort in life during that time period became The Princess Bride, Big Trouble in Little China, and The Burbs. <laughs> The Burbs, oh shit! I haven't thought about I would that just movie in watch years. Those three fucking movies, like twenty four hours a day. Like I would watch The Princess Bride on repeat, repeat, you know, or rewind the VHS, watch it again, rewind the VHS <laughs> <laughs> for like weeks on end until I'd be like, I should watch something else, and then I'd watch Big Trouble in Little China on repeat for days, and then if I had to throw something else in, it would be The Burbs. <laughs> <laughs> dude i used to watch the shit out of the princess bride also like out of those three movies that was the one that i watched the most yeah. and God, i remember we had some assignment in elementary school where like the teacher had like an outline of a person drawn and we we all had to come up with physical characteristics of how this person looked and my contribution was eyes the color of the sea after a storm <laughs> <laughs> you know because that's how buttercup described wesley right. and i remember the teacher giving me a look like what the fuck <laughs> i was in second grade i think and i brought the, they let me bring a movie in to let the class watch it's the princess bride you know what i'm saying it's perfect mm-hmm. so you know we're watching it and like it's like Right at the end of the movie, he says, you killed my father, you son of a bitch. Uh And the teacher, like, freaked the fuck out and, like, turned the movie off and called my parents and said I brought something to school I wasn't supposed to bring. And I'm like, there's, like, five minutes left. Just let it finish. (laughs) That's the only bad thing. And I honestly, like, I was like, no, there's no bad words in this entire. I think it's rated G. (laughs) <laughs> it has to be rated G, right? I don't know. There is a torture scene in it. I still think it's rated G. Maybe it's PG. I guess maybe it's PG because he does say, you son of a bitch. Fucking hated that moment in my life. <laughs> <laughs> the rodents of unusual size were freaky when I was a kid. So I actually, uh, I just listened to the audiobook As You Wish. 
in the last couple of weeks? Have you have you read or heard that? No, I've never read the book that it was based on. No, 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 no. It's the uh, Carrie L's, L.A.'s, however the hell you say his name correctly. It's his book. It just came out a few years ago. Oh, about, I was way about off. About the making of the movie. No, oh, the, the actual book is called The Princess Bride, which is okay. a little different, really interesting. It's different enough to make it totally worth actually reading the real book. Really? But this was, uh, this was uh, Carrie Elway's made a making of book. But the audio book is like everyone that's still alive like reads their parts in the book and stuff. Like it's, it's really fucking good. That's cool. And it's even got like, you know, he'll be talking about something and it'll be about, you know, Wallace Shawn or something. And then they'll just like throw in Wallace Shawn, like giving a response to what he thought. <laughs> really cool. That was Vincini, the, the little dude. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to ask which guy that was. <laughs> yeah. Inconceivable. Actually, I saw him at DragonCon last year. No and, shit. Like, yeah, he was at the the autograph signing area, and like I was walking by him, and he smiled, and I was like, "Oh my fucking god!" It was like one of the most magical moments of my entire life. <laughs> what is it that that Wesley tests him with? Is it lidocaine powder? Iocane powder. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Australian. Yeah. <laughs> From Australia. <laughs> oh shit, that movie's too fucking cool, man. It is, I, man. I, I think it's the greatest movie ever made in the history of cinema. And go fuck yourself if you disagree. Not necessarily you, just anyone and everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! Drop the mic. <laughs> I remember. Um, I I watched the soup when that was on. And they showed a clip on there that had the dude who played, was it Ninga Montoya? And uh, it w- I always think I fuck up his first name. Anyway. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> what is it? Indigo, like the color. Okay, it's Indigo. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Um, but anyway, it showed that dude and like he was on some show about toy trains and apparently now in real life that that dude is like really into trains and like the whole attic of his house is filled with like model trains and shit like that well that's fucking weird (laughs) (laughs) and so whenever i think of that guy i think princess bride and then i think the train fucking clip from uh from the soup and it makes me laugh my fucking balls off have you have you watched uh the joel McHale show on netflix i watched the first one i've only seen the first one Oh my god, it is so fucking funny. Yeah, then, I I meant to it's one of those shows, man. It's one of those like I watched the first one and I was like, All right, yeah, I'm gonna watch this and then I fucking forgot about it <laughs> until just now. <laughs> well, we just watched the the last episode in it and then there was a little thing at the end saying that it's gonna come back was it sometime in like late June or something like that? And it's gonna drop six more episodes all at once rather than feeding them out a week at a time. And so I wonder if they're doing that as an experiment to see if those six episodes get watched more than when they were just piecing them out one week at a time. Yeah, well, you know, they're good with that stuff. And they probably are. That's probably exactly what it is to see if they're going to keep feeding it money or not. 
Yeah, fuck. I, it better not get canceled again. I can't have the soup get canceled twice on me. Like, <laughs> that would just break my fucking heart, man. Because uh, it's like, I really enjoy the show a lot more on Netflix. It's like, you can tell that they've got way more freedom. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, that was not... I'm pretty sure I'm not wrong here. Aisha Tyler days, mm-hmm. the soup that she was the host on there for a long time. Correct. Yep. Yep. I remember that. Yep. Okay. Yeah. That was when I was really into it. <laughs> it was way back then. It was a long time ago. <laughs> no, I remember catching episodes back then, back in those days, but like I wasn't a regular watcher of it until it was just the soup and it with Joel McHale. Yeah, that's that's when I was. I was a regular watcher back when it was. There was a guy before her. I can't remember who he even was, but I watched it. I started watching it when he was the host, and then like Aisha Tyler took over for a long time, and that's when I actually watched it. Yeah, it was it was Hal Sparks, Aisha Tyler. Yeah, or Taylor, whatever her name is. I can't think of it. I'm ter- I'm terrible on the spot with info on this, but I also drink when I do these podcasts, so. Yeah, I'm drinking some uh, <laughs> Tennessee Mountain Made Salted Watermelon Whiskey. Right now. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> I went to uh, the distillery earlier. Uh, Greg Kinnear was another host on The Soup. That was talk, it. On it was, Talk Soup. It was Greg Kinnear and Aisha Tyler were the ones that, that was when I was watching it regularly. Nice. <laughs> Oh fuck, man! Um, yeah, we we can probably get get around to wrapping this fucker up if you want. Yeah, I mean, we could probably also just talk for fucking ever. So wrapping up probably <laughs> a smart decision. <laughs> like we probably could, but I think I'm going to set a new rule for myself that on these weeknight ones, I'm going to try and keep them a little shorter. <laughs> <laughs> otherwise, the otherwise, like, let's see, last Wednesday when I did that one with Doug in Jordan, like we mm-hmm. we started late because Doug's on Mountain Time. And so we didn't finish till like one thirty in the morning, and then my alarm went off at five in the morning. And like, oh, dude, for the first three hours at work, I'm like answering emails and phone calls and shit like that. And in between all that, every spare thought I had was I could curl up under my desk like a dog right now and fall asleep. <laughs> I do that. I do that far too often on on the shoot the shit podcast. It'll be a work night, and I'm like, I, we just get to talking. We, we're all just talking and drinking and bullshitting. I look at my clock, and I'm like, it's fucking one. I got to get up at 5.30. <laughs> it's rough, isn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's fun, but yeah, I mean, that's that's the, the responsible adult bit that fucking sucks, right? Yeah, yeah, it sucks hard. <laughs> Uh, dude, but um, yeah, definitely plug your podcast again. Oh, Geek Mode. Uh, three episodes a week now. So uh, we're doing 30 minute episodes so that you can listen to it to your drive to work or from work in a little easily digestible bit instead of doing three hour episodes. Giving that a shot, seeing how it goes. And shoot the shit, the podcast. Very nice. And, and with shoot the shit, do you got to spell it differently to be able to find it? Uh, shit is S H percentile T. 
<laughs> nice. Yeah. Did you guys have issues with that when you first tried submitting it? Yeah, fuck iTunes. Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering about that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, fucking iTunes, man. Yeah, they actually, uh, we've never been on iTunes until like a week ago, I think. We finally got on there. They kept nice. kicking it back for for shits until uh, they finally accepted the percentile sign. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I'll have to check that one out. See how offensive you guys go. Oh, it, it's <laughs> I'm it's real, real fucking, real real offensive. So prepare yourself <laughs> if you do this. <laughs> and if you can, if you even have a thought. If you've ever been like, this is for any listener, if you've ever been like, there are things that offend me in life, just don't listen. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely intriguing. See, I'm I'm way more of the curiosity killed the cat type, so, <laughs> so I'm definitely going to click on that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> But Dana, it's been awesome chatting with you, dude. And I really appreciate you taking some time out of your vacation to to ch- to talk with me over Skype, man. It's, uh, Absolutely. <laughs> it's been fun getting to know you, dude. Yeah, man. <laughs> and thank you all very much for listening. Until next time, this has been StartCast. If you have any questions or comments on what you just heard, you can email me at startcastpod at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter at the Tubby Ninja, or you can check out my Facebook page at facebook.com slash startcastpod. Thank you very much for listening. Hey, I'd like to take a moment to ask you all a big favor. If you enjoy listening to Startcast, please log on to iTunes and leave me a review. It uh, really helps with visibility for the show, and um, I would super appreciate it. If you're not a fan and you want to be honest and tell me how much my show sucks, go ahead and leave me one of those too.